Take care. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says three senior officials who flouted social distancing rules by attending a hot pot dinner with several others were negligent and not sensitive enough. Health authorities have lifted a lockdown on a Wong Tai Sin residential block after finding no coronavirus cases there. And the widow of Haiti's assassinated president, Hovenel Moise, has accused his political enemies of hiring mercenaries to kill him in order to halt efforts to introduce constitutional reform and better living conditions for all. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says three senior officials who flouted social distancing rules by attending a hot pot dinner with several others were negligent and not sensitive enough. Immigration and Customs Chiefs Hermes Tang and Aukar Wing and Under Secretary for Security Sunny Ao had paid fines for taking part in the meal in March. Mrs Lam says the trio had apologised and she hopes that will be the end of the matter. Speaking on a radio programme, the CE said she always stressed that officials should be whiter than white, adding the three have paid a price. Health authorities have lifted a lockdown on a Wong Tai Sin residential block after finding no coronavirus cases there. This follows the discovery of an untraceable preliminary positive COVID case with the L452R mutant strain involving a male airport worker. Aaron Tam reports. The building where the 50-year-old man lives on Cam Fung Street was cordoned off last night with residents required to undergo compulsory testing. The government set up specimen collection stations in the restricted area and collected residents' nasal and throat samples. 28 people were tested with no confirmed cases found. An enforcement action conducted afterwards found that all residents had complied with the testing order. Authorities also visited 11 households, of which one did not answer the door. Chinese cyberspace regulators say internet companies with more than a million subscribers must now undergo a security review before listing abroad. Authorities in Beijing fear data held by Chinese firms could fall into foreign hands. Here's the BBC's Michael Bristow. This new requirement aims to ease Beijing's fears over the national security risk posed by data held by Chinese firms. The authorities don't want this information about Chinese citizens to somehow fall into foreign hands if its companies list on overseas stock exchanges. The new rule comes amid a broader crackdown in China on technology companies. On Friday, Beijing ordered the removal of 25 apps operated by Didi, which runs an online taxi service for hundreds of millions of users and recently listed in the United States. The widow of Haiti's assassinated president, Hovenal Moise, has accused his political enemies of hiring mercenaries to kill him in order to halt efforts to introduce constitutional reform and better living conditions for all. In an audio message posted on Twitter, she urged the people of Haiti to continue fighting and promised to be by their side. Here's the BBC's Leonardo Rocha. Martine Moise said she and her husband were taken by surprise when armed gunmen entered the president's palace in the early hours of Wednesday and shot at them several times. She said President Moise was killed because he wanted to change the constitution to improve the lives of ordinary people. But the changes planned by the late president were controversial. Earlier this year, thousands took to the streets in Haiti, accusing Mr. Moise of trying to rewrite the constitution so that he could run again for president in elections later this year, which the current constitution would not allow him to do. Afghan President Ashraf Ghani has called on the Taliban to resume political negotiations after a night of fighting in several provinces across the country. 
The militants say they've made fresh territorial gains. The BBC's Lise Doucette has this report. Every day brings news of more districts falling to the Taliban. But President Ghani, who's also the commander-in-chief, is still trying to give the impression that it's business as usual. Today, with great ceremony, he opened a new airport in the eastern city of Khost. But he also used the occasion to accuse the Taliban of perpetuating bloodshed and destruction in Afghanistan. If you choose to fight instead of negotiating, he warned, we'll stand against you. Violence is intensifying across most of Afghanistan. Tens of thousands of families are again being forced from their homes. Many others are fearful the war will soon come to them. A judge in Portugal has ordered that the president of the country's biggest football club, Benfica, be kept under house arrest until he posts a bail of $3.5 million. He's being investigated for suspected tax fraud, money laundering and other crimes. The BBC's Alison Roberts reports. Luis Felipe Vieira was first elected Benfica's president in 2003, but suspended his current term on Friday, two days after his detention. That was after prosecutors and tax inspectors searched dozens of premises, including club offices. Mr Vieira was finally brought before a judge on Saturday, after three other people detained on Wednesday had been questioned at length. They must all also post bail within 20 days, but unlike Mr Vieira, have been freed in the meantime. The club has stressed that it is not under investigation. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past one. In football, thousands of people have gone onto the streets of the Argentine capital Buenos Aires to celebrate the national football team's first major title for over 28 years. Argentina beat their arch-rivals Brazil 1-0 in the final of the Copa America. Argentina's Angel Di Maria scored the only goal in the first half. BBC's Tim Vickery reports. It's the world's oldest Continental Cup competition. It's been played since 1916. This was the 47th version, one of the most controversial being played in the middle of the pandemic. But it is the moment where Lionel Messi has finally won a senior title with Argentina. Argentina winning 1-0. Ironically, they scored 12 goals in the competition. The first 11 of them, Messi was involved in all of them. The only goal tonight, the goal that has won this title... It's the first goal in the competition that Messi didn't have a hand in and it's won him his first senior title. England take on Italy in the final of Euro 2020 on Sunday as the three Lions bid for their first major trophy in over 50 years. The BBC's football correspondent John Murray looks ahead to the match. A little before 8 o'clock this evening, Harry Kane will become only the second man after Bobby Moore to lead England out for a major football tournament final. Back in the World Cup of 1966, also at Wembley Stadium, the then West Germany took the match to extra time before Jeff Hurst's hat-trick settled it. The last time a major tournament was staged in this country, England's run ended after Gareth Southgate missed a penalty in the Euro 96 semi-final shootout against Germany. It would be quite the twist if this final against an Italy team unbeaten in 33 matches comes down to penalties again under Southgate the manager. On the tennis court, Australian world number one Ashley Barty in the Wimbledon champion beat Karolina Pliskova in the final at the All England Club. The BBC's Russell Fuller has the details. On realising a dream she has held since childhood, Ash Barty negotiated a route through the crowd and into the players' box to hug her coach and boyfriend. The 25-year-old, who did not play for nearly a year because of the pandemic, won the deciding set 6-3 against a rapidly improving Karolina Pliskova. 
The eighth seed had made an appalling start. She lost the first 14 points of the match, but got back on level terms by winning the second set on a tiebreak. Barty is the first Australian winner of the ladies' singles title since Yvonne Goolagong, a fellow Indigenous Australian, won her second title 41 years ago. Novak Djokovic takes on Matteo Berrettini in Sunday's men's singles final. In cricket, England beat Pakistan by 52 runs in the second one-day international at Lords to take an unassailable 2-0 series lead. Ben Stokes is England's standing skipper. You know, it's been a, an unbelievably strange week with everything that's gone on, but I couldn't have asked for any more of everyone involved. Um, that's from players to coaches to backroom staff. We've all, all had to come together at such short notice, and to put all of that to one side and come out and put in two extraordinary performances, um, I, I think in, in the grand scheme of things is you know quite an amazing achievement. Today will be mainly fine, apart from isolated showers. The observatory says it will be very hot in the afternoon. In the next few days, it will be mainly fine with very hot weather, which will persist. Uh, there will be a few showers in the latter part of this week. Currently, the temperature is at 31 degrees, uh, with a relative humidity of 73%. And now, to end the news, the top stories once again. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says three senior officials who flouted social distancing rules by attending a hot pot dinner with several others were negligent and not sensitive enough. Health authorities have lifted a lockdown on the Wan Tai Sin residential block after finding no coronavirus cases there. And the widow of Haiti's assassinated president, Hovenel Moise, has accused his political enemies of hiring mercenaries to kill him in order to halt efforts to introduce constitutional reform and better living conditions for all. And you're listening to the news on RTHK. This is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, value, and a new experience.
highway. Tell all your friends they can go my way. Pay your toll, sell your soul. Pound for pound costs more than gold. The longer you stay, the more you pay. My white line go a long way, either up your nose or through your fame. With nothing to gain except killing your brain. Right. <laughs> 